Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's in Smithtown. So I have a couple of episodes that I have recorded that are in the can, so to speak, that I was waiting to put up this week and next week. But I'm going to delay those both one week because uh, I think we need a slightly different message this week than what I talked about with those young ladies. I'll give you a little more information on those episodes in a few minutes. But for right now, I want to focus on the times at hand, on the moments at hand, really where we are in this unique place in our lives and in human history. Uh, I, I keep getting brought back mentally to the scene in Idiocracy, uh, when Terry Crews as President Camacho steps out into the Senate floor and he's got his, uh, his, his uh, big crazy entourage with him and everything and he gets up to the, the microphone and uh, he says in not so nice words, stuff's bad, stuff's real bad. <laughs> and it can be an easy thing to get lost in that thought. I mean, I know I was certainly not a happy camper. Um, you know, disclosure, this is Tuesday. Uh, Obviously, it's getting released tomorrow. Uh, yesterday was the day that we found out that all all Tiger Shulman schools, no matter how badly we wanted to stay open, had to close uh, as by order of the governor. So that was a really surreal feeling for me. You know, I, I opened my doors of my school about 13 years ago. May will make 13 years. And in that time, I've locked the doors for the day a whole bunch of times obviously pretty much every day since we've been open. I've locked the doors and knew I was going to be away for a couple of days for a week before. I knew that. But there's never been a time up until yesterday where I locked the doors and I didn't really know when I was going to be back. I really had no idea when I'll be stepping through those doors again, when I'll be leading a class on that mat again, and that is a very frightening thought. It's a very negative thought. And it's one that can easily pull you in a really negative direction. And I'm a human being just like anybody else. You know, I, I'm all that makes me any different from anybody else is the same thing that makes everybody different, my life experiences. But as I was saying, walking out of those doors yesterday, I was down. I was not in a very happy place because I'm a human being, like I said. But I realized that negativity is poison that we give ourselves. You know, we all get a choice in life. We don't get to choose what happens to us. That's not how life works. It'd be great if it did, but we can't choose what happens to us. What we can choose, however, is how we react to it. And that's everything. That is life in a nutshell. You know, it's been said a million times that life is 90% uh, how you react to what happens to you and the other 10% is what happens to you. That's certainly the truth. And it's in moments like these that we are reminded of exactly that thought. I know a, a whole ton of people and obviously I'm on social media just like anybody else. And you can see the different ways people are reacting, the ways people are, are looking at this 
the current circumstances as though the sky is falling. They are chicken little and they've got their head down because the sky is falling and they don't know, you know, what's going to happen next. Well, none of us do. There isn't a one of us in this world right now who knows exactly what the future holds. A lot of things are question marks right now. So the only thing that we can hold on to, the only thing that we can control are our own reactions to this time and how we communicate those reactions to those around us. Now, obviously, I know a great many of the people that are listening are parents. Even if you're not a parent, you have a family. You have people in your life who you care about. And those are going to be the people that you're interacting with for the next little while. Yeah, maybe we'll interact with a few other people, but depending on whether or not you got quarantined out of work, uh, maybe you're a school teacher or something like that where you've gotten shut down. Maybe you're like me uh, where you're working in a business where you can't go into work uh, on a normal basis. So your, your social circle is going to get a little limited for this next little while. But we have to look at this and find the positive and find the light. Because here's the thing. When you look at circumstances, when you look at the things that life can throw our way, there's only two things that we can do. We can find the negative and say, woe is me, and beat ourselves up about it. Or we can do exactly the opposite. We can find the positive. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, if you're one of my students and you're listening to this, this will be a name you've heard many, many times. If this is the first time you're hearing this name, I strongly suggest you find this person on social media. This week, I'm forced uh, to think about Sensei Joe Curran. It's St. Patrick's Day today. Now, Sensei Joe Curran uh, was a contemporary of my instructor. It was my instructor's birthday this past Sunday. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, my instructor passed away actually almost 10 years ago now. Kind of crazy to think. Um, but nonetheless, um, one of my sensei's best friends was Sensei Joe Curran. And Sensei Joe Kern is exceptional in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I think of him as one of the most motivational people that I ever encountered in my entire life. I, I aspire to be like him in many, many ways, and motivational is just one. But the part of his story that is so unique and so powerful, and really the thing that stands out the most, is his literal fight for his life. See... I'll give you guys very vague and very general because I would love to have him on as a guest and he has promised me that if that he will be a guest one day. But just a, a little brief insight into his story. So uh, in his late 30s, and again, I'm just going to fudge this a, a little bit. In his late 30s, he goes to the doctor because he can just tell something's off. You know, he feels off. He's really in tune with his body because he trains a lot and he exercises a lot and takes his health very seriously. And he notices something's wrong and goes to the doctor. They do a battery of tests and they find out that, hey, uh, Joe, you have the heart of like a 70 or 80 year old man, even though you're only in your 30s. So you have this very rare heart condition. I'll let him explain that when I eventually get him on. Uh, it's so rare, in fact, the fact that you have it and your identical twin brother does not have it takes everything that we thought we knew about this thing and dumps it on its head. 
So long story short, you're going to need a heart transplant. And while you're waiting for the heart transplant, we're kind of hoping we can get you on the operating table tomorrow. We know that's not really a possibility. Here's dozens of drugs. Take them until we can get you on the operating table. And until that time, don't exercise. If you exercise, you're going to die. So if you've ever met Joe Curran, he's a very stubborn man. And this part of his life was no different. He put those uh, medications in a cabinet and never opened them. And he worked out even harder and he ate even cleaner. And he went back for a, uh, for a checkup a few weeks later. And the doctor's like, wow, this medication's working great. All your levels are returning back to what we want them. This is great. And he handed them back the unopened uh, medication and said, yeah, you can keep your pills. I'm doing this my way. And he fought this condition back for, for like 10 years. 10 years that he was supposed to be basically dead if he did, lived the life that he was living. And um, he fought it back for 10 years until finally he got to the point where his heart was so beat up that, you know, this condition that should have killed him inside of one year, uh, that he fought back for 10. It finally got to the point where he needed uh, to finally get the heart transplant. And actually, three years ago today, if I remember my math correctly, is the day he got his new heart. So uh, I'm, I'm remembering right now that I have to reach out to him. If you guys are friends with him on social media, reach out to him, wish him a happy heart anniversary. The biggest thing that you can take out of this story, though, is how positive Joe Curran stayed. I've known Joe Curran since I was 17 years old. And I've never seen him negative, ever. You'll, you'll never hear Joe Curran say, woe is me. He's just not that guy. And he never will be. Even when he was literally fighting for his life. Even when he was literally being kept alive by a battery of packs strapped around his waist. The man never looked for pity. He was never down on himself. He was never negative. And I have to tell you, it's got to be that power of positive mindset that makes him the man that he is. A lot lesser people have been through the same thing he's been through health-wise, and they haven't lived. Not only has he lived, he's still training. He's in amazing shape. He's teaching people. He's inspiring people. He inspires me every time he goes on social media, which is not very often because he doesn't love technology. Uh, I love you, Joe, but that's the truth. <laughs> Whenever I see one of his posts on social media, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it and I turn the volume up and I watch it a couple of times because I know whatever he's going to say is going to pump me up. It's going to be true. And more than anything else, it's going to be positive. So I want to go back now to what I started talking about earlier. The power of positive and the negative effect of negative. Right? See, negativity is the poison that we give ourselves. Because right? again, you can only choose your reaction. You can't choose what life deals you. That's just life. Right now, we're all dealt kind of a weird hand. A very uncertain future. We can't control that. As much as we would like to, there's a there are some people out there, uh, like Denny, who helped uh, g give us a little bit of advice in the 90 Day Challenge episodes a bunch of episodes ago. Uh, she's actually an epidemiologist, so she's one of the people who's smart enough to be working on this problem. But for the rest of us, we just have to take stock of what we can do. And all we can do, 
is put on the brave face, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. You see, even someone as much of a genius as Danny, even as someone who is as positive as Sensei Karen, there is not one person in this world, not one, and I've met a lot of people, there's not one person in this world who can change the entire world. They can change a large, part, a large part of it, some of them. But there isn't a single person that can change all of the world. But these days, what we have to remember, our world is small. If you're stuck in quarantine, if your life is home, work, store, back to home, if that's all you've got, or worse yet, your life is home and that's it, your world is really small. So because your world is small, you have the power to change that entire little world, right? The people around you, the people you're quarantined with, the people you're going to interact with on social media, the people that you're going to talk to through text message and so forth. All we can do is be the positive light. Be the bright light that shines in your world, that takes your world up just a little bit, that takes some of the negativity that we're all feeling and snuffs it out with some of that bright light. If I could ask you guys who listen to do anything, the most important thing you can do is be positive in these dark times. Listen, our mind's a really, really powerful thing. And it's not like I'm going to tell you that if we all think about really, really hard, making sure that we never hear the phrase coronavirus again, that it's going to magically disappear. But instead, just think about this for a second. Have you guys ever done this where you take a walk and as you take the walk, you make a point to smile at every single person you walk by and you're just become the person who's smiling? Like maybe you're walking through a supermarket and you smile at every single person you walk past, make eye contact and smile. Do you see how quickly the expression on everybody else changes? Or, if you thought about it this way, if you said, you know what, every time I feel like saying something negative, I'm going to flip it around in my mind, I'm going to find the positive way, and I'm going to say that positive thing. How long do you think it would really be before the negative thoughts disappeared and you only had positive ones? See, we are very momentum-built creatures. We thrive on momentum. Momentum is a very big part of who we are. That's why when we get into a pattern and we stay in a pattern, it's really hard to break that pattern. Like if you're the person who always loses their car keys and you have to ask yourself the question of where are my car keys on a very regular basis, it's hard to break that pattern. But conversely, if you're the person who always puts your car keys in the same spot, like I'm one of those people, I always put my car keys in the same spot. If my wife ever needs to get in my car for whatever reason, she's like, where are your keys? I look at her and I say, you know exactly where my keys are because they're always in the same spot. If you want to be that person and you're the lost key person, it doesn't take a lot. It takes a couple of weeks of making a conscious effort to put your keys in the same spot. And before you know it, you're just the person who always puts their keys in the same spot. It's the same with your positive mindset. Look. Parents, some of you guys are stuck at home with your kids for the next couple of weeks while schools are closed. 
I know for us in Smithtown, we, we have at least two weeks in front of us. A little less now because we're a couple days gone. And you can look, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with my kids? How am I going to entertain them and teach them and get them fun and keep them active and all of these things? Just act positive. Just be the positive thing. What in the world do you love more than your children? Look at this time that you get to spend with them as a blessing. Because even though it's kind of for a negative reason, the time we get to spend is a blessing. So, treat it as such. Be the smile they see every single day. Right? Be the warm hug that they need. When they're getting down, when they're getting antsy, when they're getting angry, challenge them, push them to be that positive, to find that next thing that's going to make them feel that much more positive. Look, there's plenty of things that you can do uh, to find the positive. You know, I've been challenging my kids all week long so far, the kids that I've been interacting with, to make sure their self-discipline is at a high level, where they're doing things to leave this little hiatus from normal life better than they walked into it, to make sure they don't diminish their skills or their intellect or their, their home life or their sports or anything else, to make sure they don't diminish any of that. But instead, they're a little bit ahead. They're doing more than everybody else. Well, why can't we all think that way? If, I can, if these eight-year-olds can think that way, we can do it too. We certainly can. Remember, the more you harbor in that negativity, the more that you let that negative build up inside of you, it's like you're just putting on a heavier and heavier and heavier weighted vest. And every time you feel a little more negative, that vest just gets a little heavier. You're putting another layer of that weighted vest on top of you. And you're just reminding yourself, thinking about constantly how negative things are. Don't let yourself do it. I'm asking you. If for no other reason, do it because I'm asking you. Find your positive. All right? When you need the motivation to be positive, look at your kids. Look at your loved ones. Look at your spouse. Look at whoever else is around you. Be positive for that person. Be positive because you know they're going to look at you and what they're going to remember is not the things you say, is not the, the activities you do with them, but your actions. Listen, I've learned a lot of lessons from my parents. Very few of them were learned because they sat me down and said, here, this is how you do X, Y, and Z. And I do X, Y, and Z, and that's why you should do X, Y, and Z in this way. It's not that way. Instead, it's the opposite. I look at what my parents do and always have done, and those are the things I've done. There's a reason that all of my students throw a left hook and it looks like the way I throw a left hook. There's a reason all of my students throw a round kick the way it looks like when I throw a round kick. There's a reason that me and all of the instructors that uh, train under Shion Gravina from the Syosset School, when we say the number four, we don't end it with a U-R. We end it with an A-H because we do what we see all the time. So with that being said, your kids in this time, your loved ones in this time, they're not going to remember the little activities that you use to spend to pass the time. They're not going to remember that. What they are going to remember, just like we always remember, is how we make them feel. All right? Sweet little story to leave with you guys with. 
My wife tells me all the time about when her maternal great-grandfather was passing away. He had dementia. He was in his 90s. He was from France. Um, when he got to his last few days, he had reverted back to where he didn't remember English anymore. He was only really speaking French. Uh, so my, my, excuse my, my wife and her cousin who spoke French from high school and college, they went to their house and he would tell them all the time that he couldn't remember Helen, my wife's great-grandmother. She, he couldn't remember who she was, but he could remember that he loved her, which is a beautiful story to think about. And that's the thing. In these times, we're not going to remember the newscasts. We're not going to remember the puzzles we put together. But we are going to remember the way everyone else makes us feel. So hopefully, you're taking this and you're tuning your, your setting to the positive. You're finding your positive to be able to be positive for all those around you so we can spread the positivity. Right? Who cares about what's spreading outside? Focus on what you can control spreading. Spread the positivity, my friends. Spread the positivity. Now, with that being said, that brings us to a close for today. Um, as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Instagram and Twitter, I am at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, my school is Facebook, <coughs> excuse me, facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. It's the same on Twitter. Our website is tsksmithtown.com. During this downtime where we can't run regular classes, I've been running virtual kickboxing classes uh, for all experience levels on Zoom. Look at my school's social media. I put up the schedule every single day. Everyone is invited. I don't care if you're a Tiger Shulman student. I don't care if you're not. I don't care if you're from my school or anywhere else. We all need to get a little bit of energy out. We need to put a little bit of normalcy back in our life, a little bit of structure. I want you all to join me. So with that being said, uh, also you can, don't forget you can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. With that being said, my friends, that is everything. Stay positive, And until next time, I will see you guys on the mat.